Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. Hey, Tony. I like video games. Oh, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. That's crazy. You know what video game I like? What game is that, Jake? Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Oh, this is an old game. It's 2007, right? Something like that? Is that 2007? I'm pretty sure... Pretty it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of an old game. That it's... game is not old enough to drive. I <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean... It's an old game, but like a classic, as a lot of people say, you know, it's... It is an exceptionally influential game. Yeah. Um, yeah especially playing through it again, you like realize how many things that are now like cliche were inventive in that game. Yeah, like industry standard stuff happened in that game. The sniper mission became, you know... The... All gillied up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the, that mission alone set a precedent for like first person shooter campaigns at least like modern first person shooters you know right. like like real trying to go for the more realistic quote unquote shooters um they all have a sniper mission now you know it's like it's kind of mandatory and that is a really good mission it's pretty it's pretty it sweet. is yeah phenomenal it's so if you haven't haven't played the game or don't know the mission basically you're like a two-man uh, assassin group from sent from the British government to like kill some terrorist who's trying to get like uh like nuclear yeah, he's stuff. Try- he's Chernobyl. trying to do he's trying to do bad guy stuff. He's trying to yeah, he's doing bad guy stuff. It's like just like watch a Tom Clancy movie, that's probably what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> exactly. and like you're sent in to kill this dude and like the first half of the mission is basically you sneaking in and the gillied suit so you're looking like a bunch of bunch of like bunch of weeds but yeah a bunch of you and, you look like old greg from uh what's that yeah. show the mighty boosh <laughs> that's a show i just thought that was a youtube video no that's a show that's a, that was like a bbc comedy anyway it's totally off topic <laughs> anyway but... so like, the first half of the mission is you infiltrating chernobyl to like get to the spot where you're gonna take the shot to kill this dude and it is tense and like really fun and it like this game, like more than any other game, takes linear storytelling in a shooter and makes it very engaging. Because, like in All Gillied Up, the mission is very much set in front of you. Like, the path is predetermined. There's not, like, a whole lot of variation in how you can beat it. But it's still, like, so well put together and so cinematic and so, like, pulse-pounding. Because you get so close to being discovered a lot of times. It is such a good mission yeah i mean you you definitely got at the root of what makes that mission good and what makes this game overall enjoyable is cinematic right Mm -hmm. so it has a narrative to to tell and it's going to tell it to you you do not have a choice in the matter like you said it's very linear like yep. there you cannot wander around the levels it's almost like you're on a straight line the entire mission and yeah. that that's good and bad but it it 
it's good because it makes for very memorable moments. Like, especially in All Gillied Up, like we've been talking about, that mission, like, I remember numerous beats of that mission, like story beats, like gameplay beats. Um, there are, like you said, super tense, you know, uh, edgier seat type stuff, like really fun moments. Um, but the game doesn't have those all throughout. But when it nails that like real cinematic experience, it's it really fucking nails it. It's really nice. really good. Like that mission alone, the two memories that like I really have vivid from that mission is, you know, laying down in the grass as the tanks and the soldiers are walking by you, oh my and God. they're they're literally like first per- first person perspective. They're walking basically on top of you, yeah, and they're like, and they're missing way. you. So like. Clearly, this is like okay. You're we're throwing realism way out the window, but like it's crazy tense because you feel like if I touch the controller right now, somebody's gonna discover me and I'm dead. You know? It, oh, yeah, like they're walking towards you in a path, and like I need to move because if I don't move, the tank's gonna run over me. But if I like I move too fast, somebody might see me. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like the delicate balance of it is just. Mm, that mission just nails it. It's so cool. And then, and then the like kind of the climax of that. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be the climax of that mission where you shoot your your target, who is yep. like the main bad guy throughout the entire game. Um, you know, stereotypical. Oh, this. You know, uh, Middle <laughs> Eastern nationalist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's either a Russian or the the Middle East. Like that's you, yeah, yeah. that's the only bad guys in the Call of Duty games. Apparently, in this game, it's both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, you're, cre- like- you're you're creeping up on the terrorist leader, and you have to look at a flag that's moving back and forth, and like kind of gauge how the wind is going. To, right. Just to like sail your sniper bullet, you know, to kill your target, and you have to aim up because the bullet's gonna drop because of gravity, and it's right. like that moment, especially like I've never, I'm not sure how much like correction is in the programming, but I've never like missed the shot, but I always feel like it's difficult and really tense. Right. Yeah. So like it doesn't, and this game does that. It takes linear moments where it's like you're probably not gonna mess up, but it makes them so like intense and compelling right right and that's like a good sense of it yeah exactly like i don't want to know how much course correction is on that bullet you know like i i just want it to uh make it feel like it is but it's quite like i i i wanted to test it a little bit more but i kind of ran out of time on that mission because like the first time i did it like you said i was like super into it super tense trying to make the shot yeah so like i want to see if i like let's see how much i can fuck it up and it still works you know because you don't want to right exactly exactly um yeah so it's it's, real fun so like that's what i i really enjoy the game for those moments um there's you know uh, spoilers for Modern Warfare One when your second <laughs> when like your character dies from the nuclear bomb that goes off like yep. that was fucking cool you know like yeah. th- like this was the story of this game plays out in ways that a lot of games of this nature you know first person shooters didn't play out like this at that time like if you think of when this game came out originally, 2007, that's damn near 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Like, like, games... Like, middle had, of the life of, like, the 360 and the PS3. Right, like, 
games have kind of moved in a more cinematic direction. I'm not saying starting with that game, but that's like one of the most mainstream games to do something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like really telling an engaging story, like killing your like quote unquote main character. What? an hour into the game like right, like that's probably like the first third because you play like as the british special ops and then basically like a marine yeah and the marine you play who like basically like storms into some i think non-specified middle eastern country to like dethrone some dictatorial regime yeah like you play a lot of missions as that dude and then when you like you really don't expect it too much then he just gets killed mm-hmm mm-hmm and that's yeah, it's 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 a big shocker, and it was like really well done too. And yeah, and like one of the things this game does really well, uh, at least like storytelling wise, is the showing of like a death of your character in a sincere first person. Like mm-hmm. if you go back to like the opening credits of the game, where you're in the backseat of the car. And you're getting driven through a clearly, like, bombed out Middle Eastern city. And you feel like you're a prisoner, but you're not really sure. It's like, and, like, the camera's kind of panning all over the place. It's it's really, like, an odd scene. It goes on a little too long, in my opinion. But anyways. It, it goes like, on too long. It yeah. goes on too long. But the beginning of the game is you're getting pulled out of the car. You have no control other than looking left to right. So just like, just what your eyes are seeing. You can't interact with anything. And one of the bad guys um, shoots you right in the head. Fuck, that's how the game starts. Yep, just kills you. Just right. like, boom, you're dead. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter that like, there's no gameplay to that. Like it's a storytelling device, right? Like that's like, it's it's very cinematic, like we've been talking about. Like that's a that's a way you tell a story through first person. Um, so the game really nails those moments, but I think all the gameplay in between those moments sucks so much. <laughs> oh my god! It's I was wondering so... when we were gonna get off of all gillied up to talk about other the, things in this the, game. The other like <laughs> it's, like we start off like a lot of praise of this game because there is a lot to love. Like this is a good game overall. Like I, I like it is a good game. But yeah. man, fuck Call of Duty for how they make <laughs> how they make their shooting mechanics. How they make. Like, their battle arenas, you know, where you're shooting a bunch of guys. Like, fuck how they do all of that. Like, I can't, I cannot stand it. Like, clear bias for me. Like, I am a, if, if somebody asked me, like, what kind of games do you like to play, Tony? First person shooter is never one of the first. It's probably not even one of the first five things I mentioned. So, like, Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I'm not the most qualified person to judge, like, first person shooter content. But, like, Call of Duty is just so tired, man. It's It, it just doesn't. Yeah, it really is. So, And this was, like, when Call of yeah. Duty necessary. This was, like, the reinvention of this Call is, of yeah, Duty. This is when they mix things up. Because up till this point, they were exclusively World War II games. Yeah. And then, like, and then they- this came out. And it was crazy. Nobody expected this from Call of Duty. And it was fantastic. And it was fresh. And it was inventive and really cinematic, and they've just done that to the ground, and now it just gets so dull. Like, I I didn't even like the gameplay of those games before that. I liked the cinematic direction, but like, alright, here's a moment in the game that just fucking made me so angry. Hmm. I'm going through a 
Um, it's like a bombed out office. This is somewhere in Act One. It's it's probably like thirty minutes in the game. Is this when you're in the television station? Yes. Yes. So yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking it's, about. It's it's kind of dark. There's a lot of lighting effects going on, which is cool. Like it adds to the ambiance of the scene. It's really interesting. But I'm trying to find where the enemies are in relation to where my friendly like soldiers are, and I failed that mission three times. One time because I because of friendly fire because your your teammates <laughs> and the bad guys look fucking identical they really do like you told me this like before we recorded like a few days ago you told me this and i had never really realized it and then playing through the game again i was shocked at how frequently i shot my own people like my friends constantly like they look the same and you're like on edge and you're like running around doing your own thing and then somebody like somebody comes around the corner and you like shoot him with a shotgun and it's like oh wait I have to restart. Was, the, I have to restart the mission. Friend. Yeah, I have yeah. to restart the mission all of a sudden because of because of that shit. I hate that. I cannot stand that. Like the game itself does a really good job of building up tension, and um, it has a hard time of releasing it in an effectual, like an effective manner. Mm-hmm. Outside of that mission, all gillied up. Like that. Like in that scene that we were just talking about in the TV station super duper tense and like i'm they're very intense firefights that like it's i want to engage with this game on like a very deep level i'm trying to but you know the fact that friendly fire is on there the fact that your enemies do not look that different than your your friendly units um the fact that um outside of how the enemy characters look the backgrounds and the enemies are like same color palette so it's it's hard to see it's really hard to see in this game and like it affects how i shoot it affects you know so many things and it's like this sounds like me complaining because i'm bad at you know call of duty but like i shouldn't be bad at these games you know like i'm a i am very good at playing video games in general so when i struggle very mightily with a game and like interacting with its like core yeah elements like when i struggle with it it's like okay this is because it's either not designed correctly or i am doing this completely wrong and i'm not sure which one it is you know Um, like yeah i get what you're saying i mean one of the one of the cliches this game helped to uh proliferate was like the gray and brown like really bad color palette this game is very it goes for the realistic look but it's just so drab and it makes it difficult to discern exactly where you're supposed to go sometimes who your enemies and allies are so that is i think one of the one of the bad things to come out of this game right was that color palette became industry standard after that point like all all like serious quote-unquote shooters and the Call of Duty games since Modern Warfare came out have been just so drab, so boring, too. Like, I, I want color. I want yeah. something vibrant, you know? like Something not, good to look at. Right, right. And, like, not to say that Call of Duty games look like shit overall, but, like... It still looks good, yeah. It still looks okay, but it's like... <sighs> Maybe this just goes back to another fundamental thing about myself when it comes to gaming is that I look for games that are 
fantastical. You know, something that's outside the realm of possibility because Mm -hmm. that's what I come to video games for. You know, like, I don't play video games to get the most realistic sense in the world. I I play video games to have this um, this journey, this like, um, something that's not grounded in reality. So when you play these like military realistic shooters, it's just like, I I know you're trying to go for how it would really look like. So if you're in the middle East and you're fighting in the streets and they're wearing tan clothing, yeah, it's going to be really difficult to see things because it's, that's the color palette, right? But fuck that. Like, I want to be able to engage with the game, you know? Right, right. And the thing is, the game doesn't go full realism. Like, it tries to be... It's like a, a, you know, obviously, modern warfare shooter. You're in modern combat situations, but it's still a video game. So, like, you get shot five times. You just, like, go behind cover, and then, you know, three seconds later, you're good to go. Yeah. And, like, I get that as a gameplay mechanic, but if you're gonna still be like that fantastical you have to sacrifice a level of realism yeah and i think this game i think sticks to realism too wholeheartedly like one of the games i cherish and love that i know you hate uh rainbow six vegas game sucks like that game does realism pretty well like if you get shot like twice you're gonna die like that's how the game works so there's cover it's more tactical like you have to strategically approach things like that's how you i think do like a modern realist right and this game is not that it's no it's not it's not realistic like you were saying with all gillied up like you're three inches away from some soldier walking around but they don't see you because that's the programming like you never really feel like this game is super realistic and i can't i can't tell you an 80s action movie in a video game and i can't tell you how many times i would paint across somebody's chest with a machine gun in Call of Duty, and like yep. that guy should that guy should be dead. Yeah, but they get the fuck, and they get back up, and it's like, no, this is supposed to be like really high intensity gunfights in like urban environments. When I shoot across the top of like um, cubicles, that's going like shoulder to shoulder, shooting across somebody, those motherfuckers should not get back up, you know. And that's what Call of Duty does. Yeah, and it's there like is fuck that. that- I think is pretty uh, intuitive that they did not intuitive, like pretty ingenious that they did in this game, which was uh, pretty new. Was a lot of times when you do the when you do that when you shoot somebody in the chest a few times, they'll go down, but they'll still like kind of like crawl around and like maybe like pull out their pistol or like drop a grenade or something. Yeah. So it's like you defeated the enemy, but like there's still like just like like a hint of health left over. I, I think like that's it. pretty cool. I like. I I think that's like, kind of cool, but like ah, it, it can be me. like frustrating as like a game mechanic. But it's like this is like one of the first times that happened where that like you shot the enemy and it would be outrageous if they were like still walking around after you shot them in the chest three times. But like maybe they're like just holding on to life. Like that's cool. Like this game has a lot of small cool flourishes in it, and that's one of them. And that's what I appreciate. I I agree. Like that can be a really cool thing when it doesn't happen all the time. I feel like it happens too often. Like the yeah, the, like one every five enemies. Maybe. Yeah, like they they do the the, the last stand thing, and yep. it's like 
you know, the, like you said, that this game pretty much pioneered that idea, and it's in like so many first-person shooters now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's great when it happens sparingly. When it happens all the time, it just starts to really bother me. Uh, and, and that's kind of where it got for me, um, is that it just happens all the time. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm not that bad of a shot, but it's, it, you're making me feel like I cannot shoot. And it, oh god, yeah. And yeah. and I and I can't stand having to follow directly behind my team. Like there's I hate there's when they make you do that. There's no reason to explore those levels. It's you need to stay with your group the entire time, and you walk behind them. And they are the ones that always open the doors for you. Even if you make it to the door before them. You can't open doors. It's not a single uh, door in this game can open. It's so fucking frustrating. I cannot stand that. That's the type of Call of Duty shit that really takes me out of the gameplay. Like, they're telling this really awesome cinematic story, but... The, the only way they're able to tell that story is to put in these type of gameplay restrictions, um, yeah. which makes sense. But, man, I fucking can't stand it. Oh, God, it's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. God, I don't even... Like, I was going to try to, like, apologize for it, but I can't, can't even think. You because can't, because it's, it's just... It's so frustrating. Yeah, like, you'll go ahead, because you're, like, a one-man... You're a one-man army in these situations. You're killing everybody. Like, maybe your allies will get in a few shots here and there, but... Like, basically, like, because it's a game, your character is really the only one that matters. So you kill all these people, you get to the, like, next part of the mission where you're supposed to progress, and you have to sit there and wait. Because the, the one of your allies has the... MacGuffin that opens a door and you can't go into it and it just gets frustrating when it just like the game goes from a fast paced action shooting gallery sort of situation and just grinds to a halt before you can go to the next one I completely agree completely Mm -hmm. agree it's just it's so frustrating because you look at games that do kind of more open scenario gunplay better like a game like halo like yeah you can you are a one-man army like the 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 story makes it out as such and the gameplay follows that yeah Where, the story provides context for why you're a one-man army too. exactly whereas in this game it's trying to make it seem like you are not a one-man army um because you need to rely on your soldiers and and, and all that <laughs> But, but the whole which point is undermined. Right, which is undermined exactly by how the game is supposed to be played, which is yep. fucking taking out a million soldiers. And then like the a lot of the skirmishes are just shooting galleries. They're just like throwing yeah. tons of enemies at you. It's like it's really hard to to quantify or to point to a specific instance in which I felt like okay. There's a little bit too many enemies in this room. You know, like, it's really hard for me to point to to a moment like that. But I had that thought multiple times throughout playing this game. Like, I walk into an area that's clearly, you know, a battle arena, which is fine. That's how games happen. Like, that's that's fine. You're engaging with the gameplay of this video game. Totally fine with that. But there's numerous times where I was feeling like, Okay, I'm pretty sure I just killed 10 enemies. Why do I feel like there's so many more waves coming at me? And, like, 
it's not one of the situations where the story is telling me it's gonna be like that. You know, like it's not one of these things where like you're locked in the corner of this room and you have five minutes till this bomb goes off to to open this hatch. Defend yourself. Like it's nothing set up like that. It's just here's it's just ro- another room. It's just another room, and there's, there's so many guys that come in. It's like stop it. You know, like let me progress through this stage like i don't need another shooting gallery i don't need that i already have a hard enough time seeing the enemies against my teammates don't throw more enemies at me because i might as i might end up shooting a teammate because they look fucking identical start over and then have to start all over again exactly so the first half of this game is amazing so in the first half there's like there's like the first mission where you're on a cargo ship and you have to basically find out where the 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 like evil russian people are sending this nuke and it's a really cool scene because this ship is like it's on stormy waters and when you're aiming down the sights like the the bobs and weaves with the ship and then the end of the mission is like the ship is about to sink and you have to run out and get your helicopter and it's really good really engaging there's also a couple like stealth missions where you have to be sneaky and you know have silencers and whatnot and you can't get discovered. There's another one where you're this is another thing that became pretty uh, standard in shooters after Call of Duty was uh, you're in the AC130. You're basically in a plane yep. way above the action shooting like providing air support for the ground soldiers. And that's also another really good mission. Mm-hmm. Like in the first half of this game there's like four or five just like amazing set pieces really good missions and then pretty much after all gillied up it just becomes samey shooting gallery no variation and yeah the second half of this game was a real just slog i didn't i didn't enjoy it nearly as much it's kind of a bummer but like the last mission is, is pretty fun like the last moment where like oh yeah when you're in a car and you're like driving yeah driving away from the bad guys that is pretty yeah that's a good one yeah well and just you know when you're down on the ground shooting the pistol at the bad guy and right about, because like, yeah you, you get caught up with the bad guys catch up with you and like mm-hmm. blow up your your car and they're like executing your friends and then one of your comrades like slides you a pistol and then, like, when the screen is, like, all wavy and, like, you're just, uh, you like, you can't really, like, see straight at anything. You're supposed to, like, aim down the sights and, like, kill these people while the reinforcements are coming in. That's a really good moment. It's, but yeah. pretty much after all gillied up and before that last car chase moment is just dull, dull. boring, mm-hmm. samey shooting gallery there's no inventiveness. All the inventiveness of this game is used up in the first half. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's it's one of these things, right, where um, game development's really hard, right? To come up with a oh, lot, yeah. like to come up with a lot of ideas to shoehorn into your single player mode. That you know, I guess after this game, this this research kind of came to light. And maybe it's because of this game, but um, not many people play the single-player campaign anymore. You know, like, it's not... People don't... It put is their, tertiary now. Yeah. People don't even... They don't even look it. at it. They don't even look at it, because, like, multiplayer is the only thing they want to play. So, this game did a lot of really cool things. 
But like you said, there's a lot of filler in between the really good moments. And I would have loved to play a version of this game that only lasted an hour. You know? Because that, ver- that version is in that game. Where you still hit all of the the good story beats. The the narrative from A to B, or from A to B to C, like of the plot of this game, is easy enough to tell in short order. Right. The, the, the really awesome, memorable gameplay experiences only encompass hour, hour and a half of actual gameplay. Right. And this is not a long game. It is no, it's not like six or seven hours to beat the whole thing. But it's, it and feels like it's five hours too long, you know? It's still, yeah, it still gets really dull. I don't know how it gets so dull with a game that's so short. And it's not, yeah, I think it's like as long as it needs to be, but it still just feels like it, they ran out, of, ran out of ideas. And it's, and maybe it's we're being too hard because, again, we're ten years later at this point. Right. And all of the things in this game that were revolutionary at the time have now become cliched and stale. Right, right. And I, I, I don't know. It's, I just feel like the good moments of this game are some of the best I can remember of, like, first-person shooter campaigns. Again, I don't... I am not one to say I'm a first-person shooter nut. I'm not a hardcore fan. I haven't played. I've I could count maybe ten first-person shooter games I've completed or like really been invested in. So maybe I'm not the the well, most like, expert opinion. Like, but yeah, like for context, what do you think your favorite is? First-person shooter. Yeah. Um, my favorite one is Halo Reach. Halo Reach. Halo Reach is. Um, I had the most fun with that multi. <laughs> I had the most fun with the multiplayer. I think the single player of that game is really, really cool. Like it, it, it doesn't feel samey like this game does. It feels like there's enough um, variation in some of the the fights and situations it puts you in. But Halo also benefits from the fact that. This isn't a linear story-driven um, mission structure. The, lay, the, the, the levels are laid out in a more open manner. So you have a clearly defined goal in Halo games, but how you take down enemies is... They give you more options than yeah. they do in any Call of Duty game. You know, yeah. like, that's just how they're developed. So, like, the, the, that's the kind of game that i draw to it for like that's my favorite type of experience and, mm-hmm. and and this game just doesn't it's just not that it's just not that it but it's right. it makes for a really fun it's a fun popcorn video game you know like a popcorn yeah, yeah. movie like that's what this is it's like it's like one of the born movies yeah yeah where it's like there's nothing really super deep there it's just like boring cliche like global political it's so yeah it's obviously cliche cliche because the russians and the middle eastern people are like middle easterners are the bad guys right yeah yeah there's like nothing there's nothing like spectacular about it like there's some russian dude who's mad at america for for something never even figure out yeah for some reason just because or three yeah just because and so I've played, God, I think every 
other Call of Duty up to Advanced Warfare. I played after this because I'm one of those weird people who plays Call of Duty because I like the single player campaigns. Oh my god, what a weirdo. <laughs> I'm like one of eight. But anyway. <laughs> like, I think it honestly peaked with Modern Warfare 2 because after that, all the missions and campaigns became so so annoying and frustrating it so the one of the biggest cliches that i despise is the bad guy who's like always one step ahead yeah like no matter what like oh no you didn't get the drop on me because i knew you'd be there that is in every single call of duty game including modern warfare 2 after this one (laughs) But the thing is, in Modern Warfare 2, it, like, it kind of works because it wants to be cliche. But, like, Modern Warfare 3, the bad guy is always, like, the Russian dude knows everything that you're trying to do. In Advanced Warfare, Kevin Spacey, obviously, who's the bad guy in that, like, always has, like, one one step ahead of you. And I think in this one, it's, like, it's fresh. There's, like, a there's an actual back and forth of like good guys doing something bad guys doing something and i don't know this this is of the modern like of the call of duties is i think one of the better better stories too yeah and and it was like i really want to like this game i do like i really really want to like it but man my problems with this game are my problems that I have with Call of Duty specifically, like as a um, like game, um, mm-hmm. as like a series of games. Like, I don't like the way the guns fire. I don't like the way movement works. It just doesn't feel right. Like, there's a moment when I was playing this game um, because I've played a lot of Battlefield too. Um, the I went up to a fence and I tried to knife it because I I forgot that that's um, <laughs> battlefield and battlefield if you knife a fence it just explodes and you can go through it it like it lets you explore and this game just doesn't allow you to so like there's numerous points where I'm trying to just discover what's in the level you know like I don't want to just follow behind this one guy you know I want to see what else this level is and it's always put up barriers for me to do that and just ah. Uh, bothered me so much you know there's so many times where this game is begging for you to say like oh man like really really enjoy me but then like it kept putting up blockers in front of me to to make me really commit to having fun with it like this might be like the first game of our podcast that like i really am like no fuck this game you know this is like this is the most serious we've been for an entire episode. <laughs> I think the reason why is because... Because it's this fucking game. There's so much promising. There's so much engaging about this game, but it just like falls a little bit short. And then it's tragic because every Call of Duty after this seems to double down on the bad parts and never expand on what we love about it. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it's like... I've played I've played maybe two or three other Call of Duty like single player campaigns and I don't remember anything from them. And there are moments in this campaign that I will always remember, you know, cuz yeah. they were they were so well done. Man, that sucks that they didn't keep that shit going, you know? Right. 
Yeah, because after I beat this game, I played some uh, played some Advanced Warfare just for some get some context. That's one where you get like exo suits, right? And you're like a super soldier. Truly modern warfare now, you know. Advanced warfare. Yo. <laughs> the only advanced warfare that matters is on the DS, and it's turn based. Ugh. But anyway, <laughs> advanced warfare is a terrible game. Yeah. It is awful like it is so cliched and just dull and the action scenes are so in that game you can like double jump and like do ground pounds and cool stuff like that yet it still happens like manages to be more linear than modern warfare one where you're just like a walking normal soldier but it's it's the way they build their games i want it so much more out of Call of Duty. Like, just playing this again, I really like this. I I enjoy the campaign, and there's so much promise, especially in the first half, and just now knowing where it ends up. Just like a new, uninspired Call of Duty coming out every year. Yeah. It's, 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 it's tragic. It's tragic that's how, that's how it ends up. Yeah, because... It's just, it's it's more of an indication of, like, how the video game industry operates. You know, like, this was a breakout hit when it came out. Like, and we we haven't been talking at all about multiplayer. So, like, we played the original right. version of this game. Like, not the the remastered that just came out. So, we're not, we haven't been playing that. So, we haven't been playing this game online. We understand that this completely blew the doors off of online first-person, you know, shooters. Like, this was like the game that everybody played you know like halo was really big but like man i would put this up against halo as you know this is the first person shooter game that mattered when it came to online console based you know multiplayer you know this this was the fucking game um so we understand that this game took the took that part of gaming in an awesome direction for better or for worse, but like, um, the single player part of it, it's like, ah, uh, if you didn't double down on the shitty parts of the story and then almost not putting as much investment into the single player as you do the multiplayer, because I really feel like the, the couple of games that came after it, um, just didn't try as hard with the, the single player story because they wanted. No. They wanted their online multiplayer to work the best. You know, when they start putting zombies into it, all of a sudden that becomes like something really important to put time into. I the thing know. is, I think they kept trying to one up themselves, and that became just so dry. Like Modern Warfare was, you know, there was big stuff going on, like a lot of like exciting things, and they kept like vamping it up like in modern warfare 3 like there's buildings falling and giant explosions and like you're almost you like you're almost like killed by a submarine and stuff like that there's like underwater scuba reconnaissance they keep just going up and up and up and the logical conclusion that they're getting to is now it's like future spacecraft warfare yeah and they just keep getting more bombastic and the same thing happened with zombies too like world at war was great. The game that came out after this, the zombie like 
game mode in that was really fun. It was fucking great. And since then, it really good. it's become so ridiculous, so overblown, so unnecessarily complex and dumb. There's oh, we gotta we gotta move from to... this room to the next room, and oh, if you didn't get the weapon here, you're fucked. Like right, and, and they don't explain any of that shit. They just like you said, they made it way too complex for its own good. Yeah, just stop it. Just let your games be fun. They don't have to keep. Ah, God, yeah. It's... Also, I'm just looking up. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare uh, is the seventh highest selling Call of Duty, and it made. Seven hundred and sixteen million dollars. Oh, oh my god! And that was only huge. The seventh, oh, oh, that's massive. Only, that's only the seventh highest, right? <laughs> and, but and I don't because all the ones that came after it, they're it's like the Call Modern of Duty's Warfare that, two. Con- Modern Warfare three is the highest grossing or highest like revenue earning. It is one billion two hundred twenty eight million dollars. That's fucking crazy. So this. This franchise, in case you didn't know, makes <laughs> a ton of money. Yeah, un- unbelievable amounts of money. Like, it's Call of Duty is Call of Duty, and it, you know, yeah. it, it just it's gonna come out every year. It's gonna make its money. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to innovate. It doesn't need to do a lot because and it doesn't. Yeah, it's not innovating. It's just trying to keep one upping itself with the same mechanics, like. Call of Duty Black Ops 3, I played. It's the second most recent Call of Duty. Like, the gameplay is almost identical. Mm-hmm. Like, other than, like, a little bit of, uh, like, you know, like, basically taking all the movement mechanics from Titanfall and shoehorning them into Call of Duty. Yeah. Other than that, everything is the same. And it's, There's no innovation. And it's one of these things where first-person military shooters... I think have just hit its precipice, you know? Like, it's hit the climax. It's been to the top of the mountain. I don't know how much better it could ever get. You know, like, people are saying really good things about Battlefield 1 this year, but, like, how much more is left in the tank? You know, like, the thing for me is when you, like I was saying earlier, like, I come to play video games that are not realistic, that are played in spaces that are imaginative. Like, that's where the ideas are going to be. So, like, these, these, these modern military shooters, it's like, how much more can you do with it that's not shredding over the same area based solely on the fact that that's the only environment you're playing in, you know? I think it needs a new, a new like, bastion for it. Like, the think- Battlefield and Call of Duty franchises... Like, I, I respect Battlefield 1 for really, again, trying to change things up and revamp it, but there just needs to be somebody else who comes in and really makes it great. But who, I don't really know who who's going to do that. Yeah, Medal of Honor tried and <laughs> they failed, failed terribly. <laughs> that game, did you play that game? I've never played the, oh, the new Medal of Honor. It was so bad. Like, I played it uh, <laughs> when I was doing my old uh, YouTube show, uh, Game It or Hate It, on yeah. YouTube. YouTube.com hey, slash Game no It or Hate It. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube.com slash Game It or Hate It, if you want to check it out. Um, but, like, when we were doing that show, we were going to do an episode about uh, Medal of Honor. And we played it. Like, we, we had all the equipment set up. We, we recorded a bunch of it, and we were playing it. And I was like, I don't even want to put in the time. <laughs> like, I don't even want to put in the time to to 
you know, make this into a coherent video because this game was not fun. It was just not fun at all. Ugh. But anyways. anything else, this playing this game again and doing this episode just made me sad. <laughs> well, that's the point of this show, Jake, is to make you depressed. Make me sad. God, if you wanted to do that, you could just, I don't know, show me Facebook posts from high school I made. <laughs> Amber Levine is so cute. <laughs> oh my god, I wish I was her skater boy. <laughs> On a lighter note, once I was done playing Call of Duty, I played Luigi's Mansion for the GameCube, and that game is so good. <laughs> See, like that. Maybe there'll be a game we play later on this show, Jake. I don't know. It's not is my, it? It's not on my list. No, it's not, because we both played the game, but it is so good, and that... it holds up so well. Jake, we'll get to that game, like, two years from now. <laughs> yep. So, I, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I give you about two haze out of a, out of, out of a, god yep. damn it. <laughs> two, <laughs> I give it two haze out of a bunch of dog tags nope i'll that's give it a call of duty four out of five <laughs> get it because this is call of duty four <laughs> <laughs> we have the dumbest jokes <laughs> that's so good <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to hey like this game itunes podcast winner for the dumbest <laughs> But wait a second. Again, you like to do this every once in a while and say, hey, I like this game, as opposed to, hey, I like that game. So, I, did like... I not? Also, when I made our email address, I accidentally made, hey, I liked that game. So now we have just a non-used email address. Not that I like normal email because addresses used. We can... <laughs> Speaking email of... Us, email us at hey, I like that game at gmail.com or tweet at us at... Uh, I like that game. There's no uh, just at I like that game. <laughs> yeah, like Any comments or questions or suggestions. You know, you know, Jake. I heard that I like talking to the public. I, yeah, this is not. <laughs> I okay, thought I had something. In a segment where we look at listener uh, emails. Let's open up the inbox. Oh, there's nothing. <laughs> Question one comes from TC in Seattle. It says, hi, hey, I like that game. Why does Jake smell so bad? I, Jake, I, this oh, is so I got weird. I email from my mom. It says, how long are you going to keep wasting your time? Well, I got an email from the Prince of Nigeria. It says he needs $900. It sounds like he's in a bad way. I'm going to write him a check. I think we should help out. <laughs> Listen to our spinoff podcast. Hey, I like that Nigerian prince. <laughs> hey, I like that massive crippling debt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that stupid. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Your jokes are on point. Um, Speaking of jokes, you're doing the next game. Oh, what is what is the next episode going to be? Tell you, me. you know, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do next episode. You don't um, know? We're we're going to take a little bit of a break through the holidays. Um, we'll be back in January for sure um, mm -hmm. with an episode, probably end of January if not later than that. But I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking of doing a super like one of the games from Super Giant Games, uh, either Bastion or Transistor. 
Um, Ooh. I really enjoy those games a lot. Um, if I don't end up deciding to do one of those, maybe I'll pick one of the um, rare Sega Genesis gems that I got uh, percolating, percolating in my brain. Maybe a little Powerball. <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe a little Gunstar Heroes. Maybe a little Shinobi 3. I don't know. So basically we're going to go real obscure or we're going to play Bastion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're like Transistor seems like a like like a good game for me to replay cuz I I I remember enjoying that game, but it was one of these games that I beat in one sitting. I like stayed uh, home from uh, work on a Friday sick and I had the rest of the weekend to do whatever and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to play this game. And just beat it. One sitting. Just done. Mm. Um, and it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. But like, how's it going to feel going back to that game, you know? I don't know. I've never played it. Well. Crazy. It's you know, almost like that's the concept of the show. Well, you know what? I take it back. We're not playing Transistor. We're going to play Crazy Taxi. That's what we're going to play. Did you ever play that game? I think I played Crazy Taxi 1 for about five minutes. Ooh, that's going to sneak onto my list. Crazy Taxi is a great game. Please don't. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that's going to do it for Hey, I Like That Game. Thanks for listening. Um, I, Jake, you got anything? Hey, I Like That Game. Next episode starting in five minutes, and we're playing HOTS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I love that game. Ooh, HOTS. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. That's pretty. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs>